Exceptions, filled pauses exist in every language and are weirdly similar. In English, it's ah uh, or um. In Mandarin, it's n. In French, it's uh. In Hindi, it's hm. In Swedish, it's om. These are all very similar. Essentially, they're a centered vowel which may or may not be followed by a nasal consonant. Let's unpack that for a sec. One way vowels are described by linguists is in terms of where the tongue is in the mouth when the vowel is made. You can kind of look at the position of the tongue when making all the available vowels in a given language. And if you take roughly the middle one, that's a centered vowel. A nasal consonant is one that's expressed through the nose rather than the mouth. In English, those are M and N. There are very few elements of language that are consistent among English, Mandarin, French, Hindi, and Swedish. And yet, this one is pretty much the same. We don't really know where filled pauses come from. Partly because, Twitter aside for the moment, they are oral sounds and very unlikely to be found in historical written records. Scholars have the same problem with swear words. Despite the lack of records about historical filler usage, it's probably safe to assume that fillers have always been part of human language, says Catherine Hilton, a linguist at Stanford University who studies, among other things, filled pauses. The reason for this is because they're very useful words and communicate a lot of information to the listener. The very earliest recordings of the human voice show that Thomas Edison was an avid user of uh and um. That's about as far back as our data goes, but it seems fair to assume they go back further than that. These non-words, these mistakes, these errors, these are the basic building blocks of language. Rose's research of late focuses on second language acquisition, especially on native Japanese speakers who are learning English. If we ignore the filled pauses that are basically repurposed words, like, well, so. The rest are often surprisingly similar from language to language. But Japanese is different. Studies, says Rose, indicate that filled pauses in Japanese are more common than they are in English. The most common filled pauses in Japanese, says Rose, are ano and eto, the latter of which is sometimes used without the final syllable as just a. Ano is a repurposed word, meaning something like that, as in that book and tends to be used in situations that call for more politeness. So far, not too crazy. Here's where it gets fun. Japanese only has five vowels. A, E, U, E, and O. English is a particularly murderous language in terms of the quantity of vowels. There are some speakers who will use any of the other vowels as filled pauses, says Rose. The interesting fact, for most of these speakers, is that it happens to be the last vowel that they spoke. The equivalent of this in English would sound insane, but also sort of musical. Take this sentence. So then I went back uh, to my hometown um, to see my friends uh, who I haven't seen in a while. Kind of a lot of filled pauses in that sentence, but that's roughly how it would look in English. In Japanese, it would be more like, So then I went back uh, to my hometown uh, to see my friends uh, who I haven't seen in a while. How fun is that? The reasons why people use filled pauses are tough to figure out on a case-by-case basis. Largely, they're seen as involuntary. But there are some theories about why Japanese has such an intense setup of filled pauses. One of those is that, basically, Japanese is a hard language to speak. This comes back to something called long-distance dependencies. In a given sentence, you could say it has a long-distance dependency if the first word in the sentence is directly tied to a word much later on in the sentence even the last word. 
English doesn't do this very often. Our setup is usually in the order of subject, then verb, then object. Let's take this sentence. John saw the man who was reading a book. It's a modular sentence, easy to break down. The action, saw, immediately follows the entity doing the action, John. In Japanese, the structure of that same sentence would be more like this. John book reading man saw. Look how far apart the subject and the verb are. In order to speak that sentence, you basically have to know and keep in your mind the entire thought. You can't stumble along as you can in English, where each subject is tied to the action it performs. By the time you get to the end, you may have forgotten what the action was supposed to be or by whom it was done. In English, it's more just, I can't remember the next word, rather than, I can't remember what the subject of this sentence is, says Rose. Japanese syntax requires you to keep a whole mess of stuff in your head for a long period of time. That can be troublesome.